Ray. Hello. We are going to discuss many things on this episode of Go Home Heat today. We're going to talk about the top five matches of last week. All right. Then we're going to talk about fast lane as it fast approaches. Right. Then we're going to talk about Edge's return, mm-hmm. what we think about it, and then maybe we'll even say what is your favorite part of AEW programming right now. Mm. All right. You ready? All right. I'm ready. Let's do that after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat. A wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peaking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. All right, let's go. What is your go from five to one of last week? Okay. All right. Five. Five, I would probably put Tiffany versus Becky. Okay. Or maybe, I don't know, it's between Tiffany and Becky or Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Okay. I thought both those matches were really fun. Um, Excellent. Uh, for four, four, three would be, um, four, four would be uh, uh, Darby and Christian. Okay. Three would probably be Ilya Dragunov and... Mello. Mello. Um, two would be... Two would be Hangman and Swerve, and one would be Brian and Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. That would be... that. That's a rough That's a rough list, because I, I, I just thought of this. That's right off the spot. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Why do you have... You said Hangman and Swerve is two. Hangman and Swerve is two for me. Why... why? Such high placement for that particular match. What about that um, match got you? Well, I what what particularly got me about it was I just thought the character work was really well done. It's not usually you see like a crowd turn on a guy like Hangman, right? You're, and I think Hangman did uh, like worked the whole uh, heel thing extremely well. That he was pretty much just given like on the dime. I also think Swerve did it as well, very well as well. I think that. Yeah, it was just a very excellently uh, wrestled match. Swerve does not get the opportunity to be the face. He's in his hometown, so he could kind of lean into the fact that he's both, the crowd's both cheering for him, and he's a bad guy anyway. Right. He was perfect at it. The story was interesting. I found it interesting on Wednesday night that Hangman seems to be wondering again the insecurities from years ago that he overcame with the Dark Order and all that seem to be creeping up on him. What have I got to do to get to the next level? I have these championships, you know, with my little buddies, but but what do I need to do? Right. That's interesting, because then they stick him in there with Jay White next week. Mm. And I think he's got to lose that match, because Jay White's got MJF, right? So what happens to the Hangman character? Because he's a fantastic wrestler. I think, and he's I think, a good storyteller. Well, I think that's kind of the part with with Hangman is that, is that like he's kind of on like a downward spiral right now. Right, and so the right. Jay White and, match and that, is neat. But that's what's so co- interesting about like this match is that like he, Hangman's character is like feeling this like weird tension with his fan base, with like the elite fan base. Right, it just got hyper focused because he was in the other guy's hometown. Absolutely. Okay. And that's that's what's going on with his thing. That's so interesting right now. Both fantastic at wrestling. Swerve is next level when it comes to everything. 
Um, he can. There's nothing he can't do in the ring. He can do the rolling around. He can do all the aerobatics. His little jumping roundhouse kick he does to the side of people's ear right. holes to finish him off is so good. It's so good. Yeah, he's the best. I've always Absolutely. thought he was the best. It doesn't matter what company he's in, where he's at, what he's doing. I think he's the best. I love him. Um, I get. I get. I wonder why, up until really last week. Last Sunday night was the first time I felt like, okay, somebody's really going to push this guy. No. And that's really weird considering how yeah. long he's been very good at his job. Absolutely. Right. And going back to Lucha Underground. When he was kill shot. Bang. Right. Right. So anyway, so let's yeah. move on. What made your top match your top match what what, what made, made daniel bryan what top made bryan match? and zsj my top match and we're going to get it again which uh, is neat i think these are pretty much well bryan danielson who is pretty much the best wrestler alive uh any year he's been wrestling uh, quite possibly the greatest bell to bell performer we have ever seen and zack saber junior who might be the best technical rest modern technical wrestler in like a modern sense right uh doing what they are absolutely best at um the way like when wrestling is like described as like an art form i think this match is like an example of that in the way that like literally every transition and every uh sequence i was just like man that was a really beautiful sequence right 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 and it just it intensifies and intensifies and intensifies Everything looked like it hurt mm-hmm. so much. Right. Um, yeah, it was a it was a beautiful match. You know what? You know what? What I loved about it the most. What? Is for Daniel Bryan to win. He left the grappling behind. Right. Because Daniel Bryan's the better all around performer. We don't know who's better on the ground, and maybe we find out that story when they get the rematch. Maybe somebody wins on the ground when they do the rematch. Absolutely. But they did all of this stuff, and 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 each one had an answer for every move the other one did. Absolutely. So eventually, the psycho knee had to come into play to get the win. Psycho knee. And that's that's the beauty of Daniel Bryan is that he's an all around. Right. He's not a one trick pony by any means. There's nothing he's not great at. Why Kingston Shibata for you? Uh, I just thought it was really fun. I mean, I, I just I thought that it was a really hard hitting match. I thought it was a really good mid card title match. And it felt bigger than a mid card title match. A little bit, yeah. Because Eddie can do that. Eddie Eddie's so good at like everything, and I'm also also Shibata's like one of the best wrestlers ever. Um, I think. Um, it's absolutely crazy that, like, <laughs> like five years ago, that guy had almost died in the ring, and now he's he's here and he's, you know, he's still putting out really great matches. Okay, do you want to hear my top? What is your top? Okay, my top five because they overlap some, so I don't want to go through and explain every one of your top right. five. You know, so okay, I got Bex at number one. Really? Yeah, and, and this is based. We always say, how did it make you feel? Right? Uh, but you actually told me that a couple episodes ago. I, I got too much into the nuts and bolts of an episode of the re- of the matches. And you said, but hold on. That's not what we do here. How did it make you feel? Right. That match made me feel. 
And part of it was probably due to the fact there was a little bit of a dancing bear thing there where I didn't think Stratton could do that. Right. But I was also in awe of a lot of what she was doing. Right. You know, and I, and I missed a couple of the little things that wound up online. Like when she does one, the, when she does the table spot, Becky catches her as she's coming off the table to make sure she doesn't totally eat it on the floor. Right. Little things like that. I thought the story they told was fantastic, and I thought Stratton walking in, we thought, hey, she's way better than we thought she is. Right. This is pretty cool that she's a main event. By the time it was over, it was clear she's a star. Right. She gets her head split open. I mean, think about it. When's the last time you think she had her head split open? I don't think she's ever had her head split open in the ring. Not, not as a pro wrestler. She's only been wrestling 18 months. No. So if she has, then she immediately got to quit whatever she was doing and be done with it. Right. And she just kept on moving. And she was spectacular in every single thing they asked her to do. Spot on, perfect. Becky was great. She called a great match. You know, I, I just really loved the, the, the entire story I thought was told well. And, of course, the veteran is there one move longer. Right? Right. My second favorite match was the Christian Darby match. Right. In a lot of it, we know what Darby's capable of. And this match is not as good a wrestling match as any of the others. Right. But the story they told me overwhelmed me. Christian was a complete jackass. He tried to kill Darby. Absolutely. The first throw onto the steps wasn't good enough, so he did it again. And again. Right? He's Okay? And then he pulls the mat out from around and the 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 swerve with Wells turning on his friend Darby Nick Wayne Nick Wayne I'm sorry turning on his friend Darby the mm. the swerve right there that was good it was better than good cuz we always we knew Edge we thought we knew Edge was probably going to show up right we didn't know how we didn't know why right and because of that swerve everything got to be different Right. Okay. Ed shows up post-match, all that. I, I'm not going to not include that, right? Right. Is it fair to the other matches that I am including? Yeah, probably not. But it's also really good outside of that, too. It was. If it ends with Wayne hitting Darby, Christian covering, and that's the end, it's fine. Right. But it goes on. Sting comes down. Then next thing you know, we get Edge's promo, the the, the vignette right. they film, and it's perfect. And Edge comes down, and all of everything changed. Edge's, hey, like it or not, Edge has had some of the great entrances. Like the Absolutely. the Rumble entrance was the bomb. Rumble and the greatest return probably ever. Right, right. and this wasn't unless it, unless it was Punk's. Right, and this wasn't that, but it was. It was. It, it was, was. It was really incredible. Right. Absolutely. The, then we move on, right, to what my next favorite match was, Ilio Mello. I think we had the exact same spot for this. Right. And I loved it. They I told the story. It wasn't quite the first match. You, you pointed that out to me. Yeah. I felt, because uh, I kind of told a similar story here to um, the story that Ilya Dragunov told with like his Walter, his matches with Gunther. Or Walter, mm -hmm. um, and um, I, well, I don't. I, I I I would say I necessarily kind of prefer 
those matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think, like, I think that I think that the first match in uh, Dragon Up Haze was like was a uh, phenomenal, like uh, maybe like a top five, mm-hmm. may- maybe the best match to happen under the WWE umbrella uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, this match was also good. I liked the fact that Ilya finally conquered um, the mountain. He right. finally conquered the king or whatever. Right. Which. Um, yeah, and they they just, it's just two excellent performers. I don't know if there's a better wrestler uh, in WWE than Dragunov right now. Um, Man, I, I start to wonder. A couple things happen when he wrestles. One, I can't help myself. And this is kudos to AEW, but I wonder with the level of violence he brings, what would it be like if he was wrestling in Eddie Kingston? If he, like somebody might lose an eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say this. He and Walter, he and Seamus. We've seen him and Walter. We haven't seen him and Seamus yet. The chemistry between him and Mello is unbelievable. Yeah. They're opposites. When he gets in there with guys that are just like him, it's even better than when he wrestles opposites. He is an incredible performer, and I'm not so sure... That he's not tear all over the world with everybody else. Like yeah. there's Daniel Bryan, there's Okada, Gunther's probably in that realm. Elia might be in that realm too. Yeah, I think I, I think I think Seth might still be in that realm, but we don't get to see it. I like Seth, and I like Seth a lot. I would not put him in I that realm. Think, I wouldn't put him in that realm now. Okay, so then I I, I do want to cover a little thing here. I did like Trick and Dom, but I, it wasn't this tier. I but I want, I want to talk about this in just this way. The pressure those two guys had. You know, Dom's only been main event and not really main event hardly at all, but Dom's only been doing this on this level for a certain amount of time. Trick literally just started kind of like being in the ring and not Carmelo's sidekick for a short amount of time. So they got a championship match, which is a complete accident because it's supposed to be Ali. Right. And Ali's supposed to call the match. Right. And they came out and gave us a very good performance. I think it bodes well for both of them. It's not one of these five matches. But I think it's the kind of thing that we can say, oh, Trick's got the, Trick's got the potential to be everything. Right. And Dom's out there doing his thing, and it's working. And he's, he's, he's starting to remind me of Cody's big brother. And that's a hell of a compliment. It could be because they're both just long. But, <laughs> I mean, he's starting yeah. to get it on a level. And, and Dustin, when he came in, I mean, he's still yeah. a fantastic pro wrestler at whatever he is now, 50, you know? Yeah. And when he first came in, there was nothing he couldn't do. Dom wasn't like that when he first came in, but he's starting to kind of get to that point where as long as we're not talking about feats of strength, he can kind of do everything. And what he's learned because of the path he's been on is to get whooped. Right. And that's important because what are the best world champs able to do? Get whooped. Get whooped. Because right. that's the story. At some point, the story has to be why my world champ. If you're a heel, you absorb the punishment so that you can in turn pull it out somehow weird, which is what he's doing right now, right? He gets beat up, beat up, beat up, and oh, girl, uh, Rhea Ripley helps him, right? 
But let's move on because I want to talk about Fastlane real quick. I don't want us to. Okay, let's move on to Fastlane. We got Cena and LA Knight versus Solo and Jimmy. Level of enthusiasm. Nah. Nah. Okay. Who wins? I. I don't care who wins, but I. I am being torn between two parts with Cena coming back because I'm happy that he's back, but I wish he was doing something more interesting than whatever this Bloodline stuff is. He's supposed to wrestle. The rumor is. He's supposed to wrestle. Crown Jewel is wrestling Roman, so he goes over here, right? Again. And wrestles Roman at Crown. Well, it's Crown Jewel. I mean, they're not picking that card. Somebody else does. I know. I know. The Crown Prince of whatever. Okay, now let's move on. What happened to Cena not wrestling at Saudi? Uh, cream. <laughs> right? Is that what Wu-Tang said? Cream? Uh, yeah. Cash rules everything around me? Okay. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Cody and Jay versus Priest and Finn. Are you interested? I, I, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm thinking that you're more interested right now in AEW and more interested in a little bit of what's going on in NXT than you are what's going on right now in WWE. Absolutely. I okay. mean, I'm okay. not... Uh, I'm in WWE. I'm pretty much interested in what's going on with Gunther, and not really anything else. Right. Okay. Now, um, so you don't have a big level, and you do like Cody, though. I do like do- Cody, and I, I I'm interested in the Cody portion of this match. I'm kind of tired of Judgment Day just being everything. It can it, WWE can do that with factions that are doing well. They can become omnipresent, mm. and if that's not your thing, it can be yeah. a little overwhelming. And yeah. we're, we're right. We got there a lot faster than we did with Bloodline, but that's where we are. Yeah. I'm not where you are, but I get it. I told you know, I, I, I try to reach out and get yeah. whatever anybody's. I try to smell what people are stepping in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay, so I, you want Cody. I, I, I do. I do. I'm, I am just kind of waiting for the moment where, where like, Cody does something, like, big or Anything, whatever. right? I right. can't see Cody getting his first belt as a tag team. I don't want him to. That's the, that's the thing that sucks. If he wins this, he's a tag champ. Also, there's no way Judgment Day are losing those belts. No, not right now. I think you're right. I okay. think Judgment Day should lose those belts to DIY. Okay, now we have some form of Mysterio and Legata Del Fantasmo versus Lashley, Montez, um, Dawkins. I are you interested in this? Think, I think... Hey, it's kind of interesting, right? I think Lashley and Street Profits could be something so good. I think they're going to win here. And I think, yeah, they ought to win, and I think it ought to lead to um, Santos turning, just kicking Ray's head off. Um, and taking Nothing against off. Ray, right? But it's time no, for Escobar to be who we know he really is all those years in NXT. Yeah. Put the suit on that dude. Let him be a stud and put those other two dudes behind him and let him run it. Ray can Absolutely. be Ray by himself. He don't need He's no fine. He doesn't need an LWO. No. No, they sold merch. They got the merch sold. Cool. Cool. It's Hang it up. It. Start selling some more merch that says Rey Mysterio on it and some Legato Del Fantasmo merch. Get yeah, Escobar like some, some cool Scarface-looking merch or something, right? Okay. Let's move into Asuka versus EO versus Charlotte. Man, I'm so tired of Charlotte. <laughs> okay. Big I, in wrestling matches. I get that. And, we, and if you listen to this pod, which evidently you do, you're here, thank you, you know that we don't want Charlotte in this match. But yeah, I feel like Charlotte is there. Well, you said it, I think, to take the pin. You think Charlotte's there to take the pin? You don't. 
You think she's there to win? I don't think she's there to win, but I think Asuka's going to take the pin. Mm. You know what? I just saw a rumor, and I can't remember who saw it. And he, I think he completely made the rumor up. Kyrie Sane returns sometime. Mm. What if it's at Fastlane? I think. Mm, I think that's good. I, I think that'd be good. I think I'd, I'd be I'd be willing to see an, a Kyrie, not just a Kyrie fighting for the belt, but Kyrie winning the belt. Uh, but that's maybe because I'm a little higher on Kyrie than a lot. Uh, if Charlotte wins, you want to hear another one that's been floated around? When Michael Cole was talking about Jade Cargill, I don't think he said she's on the fast track. I think he said she's on the fast lane. Mm. Wouldn't that be crazy if they just went with her and Charlotte right out the shoot? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Because you can't have her lose her first rivalry. No. And, and Charlotte was there to... Imagine if she fought Charlotte in her first match there and lost. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's totally possible. Another thing. Look, we know that behind the scenes, it's been well documented that Becky and Ashley, which is Charlotte's real name, have a little bit of heat behind the scenes. They used to be best friends. Things splintered. Right. Here's a question. Charlotte's been sitting back. And listening to people say that Tiffany Stratton versus Becky, not us, but other people said that was a match of the year candidate. People said that you Becky said that versus uh, Trish Stratus was a match of the year candidate. I didn't say that was a match of the year candidate. Some people have said it. Huh. And the people who said it are people that Charlotte might hear about more than us. Charlotte ain't heard yeah. what we said. No. I don't think so. If she has, look, Charlotte, I'm sorry. You, yeah. I've always been a fan. I'm a fan. It's, it's him. Yeah. He's the one that doesn't I, I, like you. But, but you're a cyborg. We love you. We, dude, we love you. We just wish you weren't in main event matches all the time. <laughs> but, okay, so is she going to be like, and Asuka is going to be like, hey, we need to have a match of your candidate tonight. I think Asuka and Io are always like, hey, we can have a match of the year candidate tonight. They didn't need Charlotte. They, they didn't need Charlotte in that shit. <laughs> okay. okay, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke, Shinsuke? Nakamura. What I, do you think? I, 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 Shinsuke's last, last man standing match was kind of was kind of kind of went. Um, what was that? I don't remember. It was it was the last match between him and AJ. Okay. I think after they like flubbed up that after whole the feud, two ding dingling kicks, yeah, uh, yeah. After they flubbed up that literal whole feud and they had a last man standing match, God. that was really cool. Ouch! Can't believe they flubbed that. Okay, but go ahead. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, I think this could be really cool. I think, I think, I think this could be cool. Seth Rollins, the last cool. Shield member to be in a last man standing match. Huh. Weird bit of trivia. Weird bit of and and I don't think that Shinsuke will drive a tractor and lift the ring up. He could. That'd be. That'd be that'd be crazy. I don't think that's what's going to happen. That's not. I uh, think I I don't know. Shinsuke. Uh, I I think Shinsuke could win, but I can't. I I also don't. Because it's just after everything they've done with Shinsuke, it's really hard for me to imagine him winning a belt. Here's why I think it would be hard for Shinsuke to win. I feel like Seth picked Shinsuke. Yeah. I think Seth said. That dude needs to be in championship matches. He's never been in it before. And it went so well, they said, let's do it one more time. Right. But I can't see Seth picking a guy and them saying, hey, it went so well, Seth, we're going to take the belt off of you. Yeah. I feel like Ricochet's next for Seth. 
Ricochet ain't taking the belt off Seth. No, but I feel like yeah. that's that's where we're going. Is is he's been picking these guys, and he does interviews and says this guy needs to be kind of in something important. And the next thing you know, that guy's in something important. Right. So I don't. But look, I, you know me. I'm a Seth Rollins mark. I always well, will well, be. They're also, they're also saying I'd love him to win. Right. But they're also saying they're also saying that they're going to start airing SmackDown and Raw uh, in Japan now. They're not going to be going, but they're going to be airing it on like Japanese television and whatever. So that is a big thing for why the people are thinking. And they're also, they did some deals with Noah, mm. wrestling Noah. And again, that's another thing where people are just kind of like, hmm, maybe, right? Right. Right. Because um, maybe they can have their world champ. Air quotes over there. You know, and Triple H did say at one point this championship will be defended all over the world. Right. Right before he handed it to Seth, I believe, first day. So that would be interesting. And I, I like it. Also, having Kyrie back doesn't hurt. No. And I look, like I said, I'm always all for Seth winning. Shinsuke Nakamura should at some point have WWE champ. On his resume. Right. He's literally, we've said it a couple times about Shibata and about Daniel yeah. Bryan. He's on that that, that right. list. And, and, and not only that. The dude the dude is literally like shoo-in, like top two for like my goat. So like I can't, you know. Right. And two, he's, he was Hogan-esque over there. He was the youngest champ. He, he held right. it. He, he and Ace... Were Shawn Michaels and him and Tanahashi were like and Shawn. Bret Hart, Bret Hart, right. him and you know him and Tana. So, they were both better than Bret Hart, but oh, okay, they're rock and stone cold. My fault. You know, that was being mean. Right. That was me being mean. But you I'm know sorry. what I mean. You know what I mean. I know and what so, you mean. Yeah, I love it. But okay, so let's move into this. Edge comes back. He had this great. I thought it was a great segment. You liked he it? He did. I liked it. I thought his promo was very good. Everything's going great. Uh, the Christian, the Christian comes out. Okay. And then he drops it on him. He drops it. Yeah. F you, buddy. Just F go you. F yourself. You know? But here's the thing. Have you seen the uncensored version of that? Yeah, it's great. It's so good. Yeah. Here's the thing to me though. Christian has ammo there because he can say, "You can say what you want, buddy. You've always enjoyed the fact that everybody pushes you in front of me." Absolutely. And there's not a whole lot. I mean, you literally had to quit for me to get a title in WWE. Absolutely. And even then, they handed it to me, and they pitched it like it was pathetic. Mm. They pitched it like, oh. They wanted to put look a blue a, dot over my face. Right. Right. They pitched it like. That's crazy. We way. did this because your friend. Absolutely. Couldn't do it. And that's not. You earned this. That's you're going to have this for a month, and then we're going to get it off you because literally a week, and then they gave it to Randy Orton. Thank you. Now let's move into what is your favorite part right now of AEW television? Oh goodness, um, it's weird because like literally like two weeks ago, I would have told you the MJF Adam Cole stuff. Right, it died quick. It, it did. It is kind of well. That's also not really their fault. Yeah, he got hurt. Injured. He got hurt, dude. It's 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 not that's not really that. And they're pivoting that into something else. Something's going on with his mask. Right. All that and we got to get somewhere with it. It's weird hearing MJF complain about not having friends. It's weird hearing him seem sad. 
Yeah. I don't like that for his character, but it's whatever. I, I'll put up with it because MJF has proven he can do anything, but we'll get there. I think pretty much like whenever Blackpool Combat Club are on screen, I think mm-hmm. there's I think there's always like a guaranteed good match. Right. Um, I think I think kind of the same thing of the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would have a, like a specific favorite thing going on in AEW right now. What are they? Two favorite things going on in AEW right now: Christian Cage. Christian Cage, you're right. He's right. Forgot about look, that. I love Jay White, but right now Jay White is not. He, he's not on the level of what Christian's doing. He can be there. I've seen him there before. I've seen I've seen Jay White be the best heel in the world. He's not doing it right now, right. but that's not like it's within. He's got those bullets. He just has to shoot them. Right now, Christian is firing on all cylinders. He is mowing down anything in front of him. Right. He he has no filter when it comes to evilness that he will say, do, think, and Absolutely. he's freaking funny. <laughs> and that is the thing people always forgot about him, and you didn't really get to enjoy it in WWE television. The first time around, when he went to TNA is when you saw that. And if you go back and you watch the TNA stuff, whether he was the champ, whether he was fighting, and the whole main event mafia was destroying him, he was funny. Absolutely. And he helped the other – he was he came in and he helped other guys learn to find that part of their character. I don't think you can tell the story of TNA without Christian Cage. Absolutely. And I think if you try to tell the story of AEW to this point without Christian Cage, he mattered. And he didn't just matter because he brought his best friend in. Absolutely. He's completely changed the way AEW television is. Absolutely. It's a must-see show strictly because he's there. Not strictly because he's there, but you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Tony Storm is killing me. I think think she's killing me right now. Yeah, I think think the stuff she's been putting out is great. Um, you know, Soraya's doing a match with Hikaru Shida, and I hope for every bone in my body, I I will be up late night, uh, every night until that match happens, praying that Hikaru Shida will win. I'm with you. But um, I'm with you. Maybe. And then Shida loses to Tony Storm down the road somewhere. Right. After Tony Storm wins a feud with Soraya. Absolutely. That'll give us time to get there. Okay. Another thing, I'm really going to NXT television. And even though Trick lost to Dom, he is one of my favorite things on NXT television. Do you have issue with NXT loading up the Tuesday show opposite Dynamite? My only issue would be if it takes away from actual talent. Because this was actually kind of like a thing. Like for, for those of you that like know like a lot about like the history of NXT, especially in like those early days of NXT, they would have like John Cena come down. Or Dolph Ziggler come down. Uh, they do have uh, so many <laughs> um, wrestlers from the main roster coming down that I worry that some other wrestlers might not be getting TV time that could really use it. I um, I think that right now they're in the process of training a lot of guys. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's that that's why your Baron Corbin's down there. He's down there to train people. Absolutely. You know, I think that this week you're talking about two talking segments. Cena really, he's going to walk in the door, people are going to go crazy, and he's going to stand ringside. Absolutely. If he gets involved in something, that's, that's you know, that's going to be weird because he's standing there. Paul Heyman, yeah. again, he's going to talk, he's going to stand ringside. I don't think they're hurting talent next week because it's only one trip down. Right. And 
Becky's down there training people and putting, you know, getting, I think, 870,000 people watched it last Tuesday night. Right. Right. So it's working what they're doing. They're getting eyes on product. I think that's good. I don't have an issue with it. Here's my thing about the AEW NXT Tuesday night. Right. This is what I feel HBK did Tony Khan a favor. When he was done announcing who all was going to be on that show, Tony Khan had 23 hours to put together a show that he thought could top what Sean announced. Then he's got two more shows in Rampage and Collision to try to promote that. Right. So he had five hours of television to try to promote his show to beat the announcement of yeah. Cena standing ringside, Paul standing ringside. Oh, and I absolutely like and Oscar having a match. Yeah, I absolutely think like that Dynamite is gonna outnumber NXT. Like I, I don't have. I I don't care any, if it does or does. I'm gonna I, watch I, both shows. I, I, don't, I don't care, but it's also the kind of thing where it's like there are so many people that like do care, and are like really, really kind of nasty about it. Yeah. Uh. And it's like, yeah, I will, like, I don't know. I think that, like, also Dynamite's, like, I, I just don't think it's necessarily the same. Like, it's not, like, a Tuesday Night's Wars thing because they're not necessarily. They're only going to be there one week. I don't even even think they're in the same ballpark, really. I don't think it's fair to compare the two shows. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether or not there are people visiting NXT, there's still a lot of learning being done there. It's still very developmental-ish right. in a lot of ways. And AEW is just... I don't think it's fair to compare WWE television to AEW television. They're completely different style products. Right. I th Well... I, you know what I'm saying? I get that. It's a different style of storytelling. It's a different style of matches. It's a different... The, the I don't know, man. I just To me, they're different. But I do, I do get... I, you know, I do... I get a kick out of Twitter. I do. These people get so hyped up and so mad. It's so much fun, dude. Yeah. It remind. I wonder what would have happened back in the old days when WCW and and Raw were just talking smack about each other on air every yeah. week. You know, like what on earth? What was weird to me was Ed said everybody in WWE texted me congratulations and told me all my segments were great. <laughs> That's funny. Right, because nobody was doing that online. No. The stands weren't doing that. No, dude. They were telling each other hate each other. Oh my yeah. god, Edge is so boring with those long drawn out promos. Eight months ago, it was. I love Edge's long drawn out promos. They're <laughs> so good and so detailed. He's such a great actor. And now it's like, oh my god, just wait. You have to listen to a long promo from Edge, and then it turned into Edge now has the greatest spear in all of pro wrestling. It's, it's the like same spear, spear, dog. It's not different. <laughs> All I right, saw man. that tweet as well. Yeah, on this, on that note, man, we're going to take it easy. We're going to get out of here. And thank you much, Ray. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Check out our friends at the game, Project EGNN, Project.com. Check out the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And listen to us there. Listen to us at Gamatica. And go home. Go home.